This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Great, great to be back home. Hallelujah. Somebody make some noise. Irritate the devil this morning. Irritate the devil this morning. I make a noise. Make a noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. My God. Hallelujah. Great to be back home. Uh, It's always a joy to be here. Really appreciate our father, Apostle Theo, and our mother, Dr. Bev, for a great job that they're doing. The church growing and expanding. People connecting, discovering their purpose. And somebody knowing this is a family to be a part of. Can you again just give somebody a high five and say, we are one. We are in one family. We belong here. Amen. You may be seated. I want to just bless somebody this morning before I get into the word. Uh, I don't know who is going to be that favored person. My daughter just released her maiden book and it's tied to 31 Days of Inspired Living. So I want to bless somebody. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Hallelujah. And I also have a book that uh, uh, the last time I was here, uh, we ran short of the copies and I brought a few more. The power of sowing and reaping, how to break the circle of lack. And I want to bless somebody with this. It's always good to sit in front, eh? <laughs> Next time. Brother, I promise you a book. I promise you a book. Just remind me after. God bless you. Okay. This morning, we wanna, I want to minister on what I title Overcoming Weariness. Overcoming Weariness. Some pronounce it as weariness. Some pronounce it as weariness. But one thing you should know, it's not my mother tongue. So, Galatians chapter number 6, verse number 9. The Bible says, and let us not grow weary. And let us not do what? Grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart, or if we do not faint, or if we do not draw back. Say, so let, let us not grow weary while doing good. It's why uh, Paul is saying that is that there, there is a time in the life of a child of God that doing good becomes like a burden. After you've done it over and over and over, and it appears as if there's no result. There there are no changes. There are no differences. Things just still appear to be the same. And he's writing this letter to the Galatians. And if you remember very well, the earlier chapter in chapter 3, from verse 1, Paul writes to them and he's referring to them as foolish Galatians. Uh, And it's not because he meant that they are dumb and and they've got nothing good in themselves, but he's just speaking about a mindset and, and understanding 
of their place in God and the need for them to have a right perspective of who they are. And he says, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That even though you started in the spirit, you're now thinking you're going to make things happen through your flesh. And so here he's saying that we should not grow weary while doing good because in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And in the book of Isaiah, chapter number uh, 30, uh, sorry, chapter number 40 from verse number 28, there's something there the Bible tell, uh, uh, writes concerning the, the way God is. Okay, let me just get it here from my own Bible. Okay, verse number 28 says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. The God that you and I serve never grows weary. He does not faint. He is the creator of the ends of the earth. God is not just the, in the beginning, God, as the word says, but he's also the God that has the end in his hand. In the book of uh, Job chapter number 8, when you read verse number 7, the Bible says in that passage of scripture, it says that though your beginning was small, but your latter end will greatly or shall greatly increase. That means you may start small, but if God is with you or you are with the Lord and your trust is, is, is in him, you can be sure, you can be certain that you will not end the, the way you began. The ending of a child of God is always better than the beginning. Uh, the, the great man of wisdom said the path of a just man is like a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter until the day dawns. Now, uh, we are in November. Somebody may be saying, Haruna, you don't, you're meeting me at the, at, the, at the wrong time in my life because I, I, I had faith in God. I trusted him. I believed him for things to change. But now it's November and we're about to end the year and things are not changing and you're kind of feeling discouraged, worn out, and you're wondering, is there any hope? Should I still go on? And, and so you feel like quitting. You feel like you know, giving up because you feel weary. You feel tired, exhausted. It is like you are in a comatose condition in your life. In, in a cross section, um, another cross uh, a passage to, to the uh, one in Job chapter number 8 verse 7 is Ecclesiastes chapter number 7 and verse number 8. It says that the end of a matter is better than its beginning. So that means no matter what is happening now, you can be sure that the story will end in your favor. A person that puts trust in God can never be put to shame at the end. Because God is not just the God of the beginning. He is referred to as Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The same God that began with you is going to sustain you to the end. And I want to announce to somebody, don't quit, don't give up, don't throw in the towel. God is busy working out something in your favor. Somebody shout, God is for me. In the book of Proverbs, chapter number 24 and verse number 10, the Bible says that if your strength fails in the day of battle, your strength is small. And we don't have small strength. We've got great strength, not in ourselves, but through him. The Bible says in the book of Zechariah, chapter number 4, verse number 6, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And then if you continue reading beyond uh, verse 6, 
It says, Who are you, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt be made a plain. The hands of Zerubbabel laid the foundation, and his hands will finish it. And how is he going to finish it? He will come with shouts of grace, grace, grace to it. So, to finish the year and finish it strong. To end your project and end it strong. To end your education and end it strong. To realize and fulfill that dream that God has given to you. You're not going to do it through your own power. Not through your calculation. Not through your wisdom, but through his grace. Just like Zerubbabel came with the shout of grace, grace. The grace of the Lord is sufficient. What was Paul, I mean, what happened to Paul when he felt like giving in and throwing in the tower and, and he, came, he went to God to, to, to ask and he, as he prayed, the Lord said to him, my grace is what? Sufficient for you. I want you to know, family, that God's grace is there before the challenge comes. It's available, and you can always draw on that grace and know that you'll be fortified as you, uh, you trust him. And going back to the Isaiah chapter number 40, where we're reading from, verse 29 says, He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. So we serve a God that gives power to those who feel weak. Maybe you're here this morning, and you feel weak. You feel exhausted. You feel tired. You feel worn out. From the beginning of the year, you, you were running with strength, running and uh, desiring and wishing that that dream will come through, that the expectation will be realized. But then things just appear as if nothing is working in your favor. You lay your hands on this and it doesn't work. You lay your hands on that and it doesn't work. People you looked up to, people you trusted that were once there for you have turned their backs on you. But I want you to know, family, that God gives power. He gives strength to those who feel weak. It is not a sin to stay weak, but it is a sin to, I mean, to, to, to feel weak, but it is a sin to remain perpetually weak because God has given us strength. We can draw from his strength. That's why it is said, the, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's why when we come together as a family and connect one with another, we draw strength from each other. As Ecclesiastes chapter number 4, when you read verse 9 and 10, it tells us in, the, in that passage of scripture, it says two are better than one. For they have a great reward for their labor. And whatever they do, there's prosperity. A threefold cord is not so easily broken. Woe to him that be alone. And so don't be alone. You can't be in the midst of a family and die in silence. Somebody is there. You need to reach out and let somebody know, I feel weak. It's not wrong to cry out when you are in pain. Because how do I know you are drowning if you stay under? You need to try and bring out one finger so I know there's somebody still looking for life in there. And lifesavers are not there just for sports. They are there to save lives. And what we are doing here is saving each other. Of what use is it if we, we get ourselves into a family and somebody is dying and we leave the dead among us and go reaching out to the lost? So we are here so that we can get ourselves fortified because you can only give out of the strength that you have. That's why we need to draw strength from one another. That's what family is all about. We connect with one another. We draw strength from one another. And you don't have to suffer. You don't have to grow weary. Because when you feel weak, somebody's strength will bring you up. That's what family is about. 
And that's why when God created man, he didn't leave Adam in the garden alone. He said, it is not good that man should be alone. I'll make him a helper comparable to him. The reason is because God wanted the seed to be planted in the woman so that there can be reproduction, so that together they're able to make things happen. And that's what happens, family, when we have an understanding of this. And as I said, no matter what is happening around you, there's going to come a time where you kind of feel exhausted and weary. No one is exempt from being weary. No matter how strong you are, you will sometimes be weary. Your strength is measured when you face challenges. Because you don't know how strong you are until the battle comes. A soldier does not know if he is really qualified as a soldier if he just stays in the training, in, in the training, uh, on the training ground. He needs to go to the field. A doctor does, I mean, if you meet a doctor who only stayed in the classroom and was getting A's and then never went to the operating table, then that doctor comes to you where at the damn moment in your life and you have a life-threatening disease that needs a doctor to operate on you. Would you want to be operated by a doctor who only had A's in class and never faced the operating table? Anyone would like that? That doctor says, I'll operate you for free. But, but I'm just going to try, try it on you. Would you want to lay your life on that table and be tried by somebody who says, I'm going to operate on you by, by faith and by the books? You want him to have practiced it on people that are dead before he practices on the living. That's why in the, when they're practicing, they bring bodies, but dead bodies, in case they mess up. The, in, somebody's gone for an operation, and there was a problem with, with one of the lungs, but the person operated, the other lung is already packed up, and they needed to operate on the good one to retain it, and he went and operated on the good one, I mean, on the... On, uh, on the other one, to remove the other lung, and the person died. It's like going for, uh, for leg, uh, one leg has an issue, and then instead they're supposed to work on it, and they remove the other one that is good. And that's what happens when, when we don't understand some of these things. So, uh, your, your only tough people experience tough things. The fact that you go through a moment where you feel kind of exhausted, tired, worn out, and you just wonder, what's happening with me? And you can sometimes, you know, there are those holier than thou that always say, well, if you're really strong, you will never feel weary. If you're really reading your Bible, you will never feel weary. If you are really, you know, with Jesus. You know, and, and they give you this, at, uh, this kind of uh, show on the outside as if they never go through stuff. But the Bible says, Anyone that will live godly or righteous will go face things. And so, but facing things does not mean you are supposed to face out. You can face things and still face them and God will take you up. And I see this, somebody ending this year very strong. You're going to end this year with a testimony. The devil is not going to steal your joy. The devil is not going to make you quit. The devil is not going to make you give up. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I say to you, my sister, I may not know you by name, but God who created you, who sees you and knows when you are in pain, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said this through Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter number 29, verse 10 and 11. He says, after 70 years be accomplished, I will visit you. Why was he saying this to Israel? Because at this time they had suffered too much. They were weary. They felt like giving up. They were like in a situation where 
Gideon found himself in Judges chapter number 6 from verse number 11. And he was there threshing the wheat in Oprah to hide it from the Midianites because of the way they were being terrorized by the Midianites. He, the man was discouraged. He was down and out. And at a time when he didn't feel like praying, didn't feel like believing in the God of Israel, the angel came to him, sent by God to say, Oh Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. God looks at you not on the basis of where you are according to the timing or the feelings of men, but God judges you on the basis of his investment and his grace upon your life. So when he says to you, you can believe God. When God says you're coming out, believe him, even if it means like you're down and out. We serve a God of all possibilities. The God who never sleeps nor slumbers. I want you to know, 2018 is going to end for you on a great note. It will never be over until you win. You are not among those who, who turn back and become cowardly. You are not among them. You are part of the winning team. You belong to a church that is, is connected. And you need to know you are not biased by yourself. You are not alone. There's somebody that's praying for you even when you don't know. There's somebody that is there just believing God with you. The last time that person smiled at you does not mean they didn't have stuff. But they chose we are one. We are together in this. And we together win. When one wins, we all win. When one fails, we all fail. But we don't belong to the failing class. We belong to those who make it in the name of Jesus. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Greater is the one in you. What does the Bible say in the book of Hebrews chapter number 10? When you read verse number 38 down to about verse 39, and for time, uh, we don't have much time. I won't read the whole thing. But let me just quickly summarize. It says, uh, cast not therefore your confidence, for you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you will obtain the promise. For he that will come will come. That means God is here. He's, on, he's moving even when you don't see. Just don't throw away your confidence. Don't give up on God. It's because when God begins a thing, it's because he has already finished. God is already written the last chapter of your life. And he has, he wants me to assure you this morning, it's going to be the best time of your life. This year is going to end when you will raise your hand and say, God has been good to me. The Bible says, when he, in the book of Isaiah, when he turned out the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. And I see God turning you around, turning around your story. As he said in that Jeremiah, 70 years be accomplished, I will visit you. I will perform my good word. What does verse 29 say, I mean, verse number 11 say of that Jeremiah 29? He says, the reason why I'm saying, what I'm saying in verse 10 is because I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got a great future. Shout, my future is brighter than my past. My tomorrow is better than my yesterday. Say, I'm ending strong. I am not quitting. Because God is with me. It's a joy to know, Pastor Reddick, that we are in this not by ourselves. 
We've got God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And apart from that, guess what? We've got family. We have family. Do you know when, when people are in danger outside and, and everybody's after them to devour them, the only safe place to run to is family. That's why God gave us family. And when you feel lonely, you feel all exhausted, worn out, don't forget you've got family. Can you shout hallelujah? So God wants us to be in a work in that consciousness where we know that he is working for us and that everything is going to work for our own good. Somebody may ask, but Pastor Goro, tell me, why is it that all this weariness and this stress and challenges come? They come because the devil ain't happy with your destiny. It's really not about you. He's fighting the purpose of God, uh, uh, fighting against the purpose of God in your life. And that's why he throws in all these arrows. But didn't the Bible say many are the afflictions of the righteous? But God delivers him not, not out of some, but out of all of them. Shout, to your, tell your neighbor, you're coming out. You're coming out. So, well, the, the, the reason why people get so worn out is when they get tired of waiting. When their dreams and their expectations, their hopes appear to be shattered. Others get so worn out and weary because they have overworked themselves. Instead of trusting the Lord to work through them. And others say, I'm giving up, I'm worn out because I, 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 I've, I've gone through so much attacks. It's one attack after the other. Has somebody suffered some setbacks because of some attacks? I want to assure you prophetically this morning that every attack against you that has brought a setback, God is going to turn it to a comeback for a go up. I say God is going to turn it around for a great comeback. For a great go up. Because you belong to the top. You were created for the top. God has raised you and made you to sit together with Jesus Christ in heavenly places far above the principalities and the powers that are trying to throw you out. You, know, you watch an action movie that's when, when everything is falling apart. The fires, the bridges are coming down, smoke everywhere. Cars overturning, bleeding, and everybody is in commotion. There's somebody that comes out through the fire. There's somebody that comes out of that uh, crushed car. There's somebody that comes out of that broken bridge. There's somebody that comes out of that building that came uh, uh, crumbling down. And that person in an action movie is referred to as the main actor. Because if the main actor dies, you want your money back. <laughs> because you're there not for fun. You want to see the end of the story. So I want you to know you are God's main actor. The movie will never be over until you win. The movie will never be over until you win. Touch your neighbor and say, you are born to win. Shout, I am born to win. And, and people become weary because they just feel discouraged. The promises appear delayed. Because, you know, they, they, they put so much trust in human beings, but it appears as if nobody can be trusted. And so they just feel like, let me throw in the towel. They now lose focus. They lose stamina. And it leads to despair. They get to a moment where it's like, what do I do? But I want you to know that through Christ, you win. Some become unproductive. And others become discouraged. 
And then they just sit down and say, I'm not going to do anything again. The time I was so full of life, so full of vitality, what did I do? What did I get out of it? If they are in a subgroup, they are in a ministry group, if they are serving as ushers, if they are serving in the parking, if they are serving somewhere, they just decide, you ask them, we don't see you in action again. They just say, I am tired. See it in my mouth, T-I-E-R-E-D, I am tired. But I want you to know, don't do it in your own strength. We can of our own do nothing. Let's depend on his grace to keep us going, keep us ticking when things appear to be going backwards. Some even backslide and stop serving God. Don't allow that to happen in your life. Some become so weak, so stressed, and then they have to go on medication. You don't have to go through that. God already prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Winners don't quit. Winners are not people without challenges, but they are just people that take challenges as opportunities. Losing a battle does not mean uh, losing a war. You may lose a fight, but you can still win the war. The fact that your back is against the wall does not mean you're not coming back. You may fall, but there's a bounce back. There's a bounce back for somebody here. Somebody is bouncing back. A marriage is bouncing back. A business is bounding back. A vision is bouncing back. A dream is bouncing back. Somebody's health is bouncing back. Somebody's, the grace of God is bouncing back. I see you coming back strong. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm ending 2018. Very strong. The question is, how do I overcome stress? Get the strength from God before the battle comes. Be a person of the word. Get yourself with the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So you want, before the battle comes, before the attack, before the arrows, before the exhaustion, before the weariness comes, be a person of the word. So when it comes, like a flood, the spirit of God will raise the standard against the attacks of the devil. Because of the, how did Jesus overcome? He said, it is written. Be a man and a woman of the word. And I'm telling you, the devil can bring his best shot. You will still be found standing. You will still be found standing. So you also need to be prayerful. Especially praying in tongues. You feel weak and worn out. Just open your mouth. And it sometimes may not. You say, but I don't understand. what I'm, You don't need to understand. But that your inside is receiving strength. Sometimes you pray It doesn't matter It sounds funny I don't think I'm building myself By praying in something that sounds like Chinese It's not yours It's, it's something in the realm of the spirit You are pulling strength To face every attack of the devil And the important You need to understand about connectivity Stay in fellowship don't get away from people. Join the, the connect groups and be involved. So when things begin to happen, somebody will be there to hold you up. And you must learn how to live a fasted life. Denying your body food so that you can commune with God in fasting. Different ways. Be a person of faith. Be a person that chooses, I am going to walk by what God says, and release my faith in the face of every situation. Because the just 
shall live by faith. For we walk by faith and not by sight. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And the last thing I want to say to you, be a person of joy. Where you say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When weakness is trying to come on you, just pull on that joy. Sing a song, even if you, you know, the, the people will look at you and laugh, and laugh at you. You sing from one key to the other, it doesn't matter. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. It doesn't matter. We are not in, in, in South African idols. It's about you and your destiny. And you're not going to let the devil make you chicken out. You will shout, you will sing, you will praise the Lord in the morning and in the noon and at night. Somebody jump on your feet and celebrate the Lord. Somebody shout, jump on your feet and make some noise. Celebrate. God is good. God is good. I will make a joyful noise. Sing unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. Sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 